Do it. <laughs> Obsessed. I'm back! <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, okay. Let me turn the game down a little bit. Here. Game's a little high. Do you chew your ice cream? Sometimes. And like when I eat like a, like a bar, like an ice cream bar, I don't bite it with my teeth. I bite it with my lips. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. Sometimes. Are you teeth sensitive? I feel like we talked about this. I know we have. I don't know. My friend Maybe Mandy. I'm still like biting into really hard cold things. Yeah. You got it. Okay, today we're going to talk about millennials. You're supposed to say it at the same time. Am I supposed to go? I was thinking, I, mine's like a phrase. Okay, then I'll say my phrase, because mine's kind of a phrase too. Ready? Okay. Today we're going to talk about millennials you, and the 9 to 5. I didn't need to think about how I'm going to phrase it first. You literally had more time. Okay? <laughs> Give me a second. I know what it is. I just got to think, put it in a succinct, like, phrase. So they have, like... My, like, preacher point. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got like, it. I got it. I need, like, a name for the sermon now. Oh. I got it. Okay. Today we're going to talk about millennials in the you. 9 to 5. <laughs> got it. Was that good? That was good. Did you guys know what I said versus what she said? No. <laughs> You say God seeking you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shoot, girl, get on it. You want me to start? Speak the truth. Me first. Yes. Fine. Hold on, I'm eating a chip because this is chip chats. Well, I'm eating ice cream, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Stephanie asked me, like, what is God teaching you? <clears throat> and that was probably one of the hardest questions you could ask me right now because I've just been really struggling over the past couple months with feeling God's presence and figuring out what he wants from me and, um, you know, being diligent in my time with him. And I think I've just been really struggling with, with that. Um, probably one of the only times in my adulthood that I've really not felt God. And I think once I admitted that to people, like, I feel like that's such a key sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like once I told just a few people, it was like, I immediately started feeling like, God was seeking me. So it wasn't mm. necessarily like I was sitting down reading my Bible yet, but it was like I started feeling him mm. again stirring in my heart. And like yeah. um, my desire to seek him and his will became um, important to me again. Like it was when I was struggling, it was really hard for me to be like, I really care about what God wants right now. Yeah. And so um, I just really feel like God is pursuing me. Is seeking me, he's like, no, 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 girl, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, I want you back. Mm -hmm. Like, you're staying here, you're staying in my family. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's kind of a cool feeling for me. Um, cool. For sure. So that's the only answer I got for you. Can you go into any more depth with it? I feel like you can. That's why I'm pushing you. <laughs> um... Like, because <clears throat> I think... So, like, 
we, we've talked about before, like depression and anxiety is something that I've struggled with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that when I am going through times of depression, that is where I like start to feel further away from God. Mm-hmm. Now in the past, a lot of times I'm seeking God in those moments. Like mm-hmm. I really lean on him and it's like, I just was too exhausted this time. Like it just was like too much work. Yeah. And so he was like, he's just saying like, okay, you know, you're leaning on people, which is great. Like I, I started to talk to people about, it. I've never really talked about my depression with people. Mm-hmm. So I started to talk to people about it and talk about how I was feeling with God, which is a hard thing to do when you're a pastor. Like it's yeah. a hard thing to admit when you are struggling in that area. And, um, and so I just think, it's been a cool feeling for me to feel like there is maybe a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. in that. Cause it's, it's been really hard to not mm-hmm. feel close to God and not feel like seeking him. I've never felt that way in my life. And so to feel him pursuing me, seeking me, um, has been helpful in, in getting me closer to really building back my relationship with God. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think like, what I was asking or what I was going to ask you answered of, and this is what I think you would say. Mm-hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong. But more, um, <clears throat> you just started speaking that truth over yourself of like, he's seeking me, he's seeking mm-hmm. me. And it literally just kind of came to light. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that kind of correct in that? Cause I feel like so many people, and I've been in that place too, where, there just literally doesn't seem like there's any answer. And then someone, you know, you hear other people that have the same struggle and they're like, but then God just came to me. Yeah. And you're like, like cool. That's Love that. Awesome. Tell me when he does it again. Then right. tell me how he does it. Well, because like, then. And it takes like the work out of it. So yeah, like, I'm exactly. not saying that like him seeking me is, is going to completely heal everything. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just a matter of like, um, I think you're right. And like, when you ask me that question, what is God teaching right now? Like that Mm -hmm. is a question that I really struggled with answering Yeah, because I'm not, I haven't been pursuing him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for the first time it's like, okay, you're really struggling right now. Like I'm going to come get you. And like, um, and just realizing that that is something that happens. Yeah. Has been cool that it is a relationship. Like you're feeling like you're getting something, um, back a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, like, like, I have friends who struggle with depression, and it's sometimes when, like, they're really struggling, they won't, like, call me back. They won't, like, talk to me. They won't, mm-hmm. um, because they know that I know them. Yeah. And they're going to have to address what they're really feeling, and that's yeah. kind of, like, what I've been doing, and that, like, okay, God really knows me, and so I know that if mm-hmm. I, like, start talking to him, mm-hmm. then I'm going to have to, like, figure out what I'm feeling <laughs> and, like, dig deeper. Yeah. Um, and so just like I do with my friends, as in like, I just call them every day and yeah. pick up or yeah. I just leave them on voicemails or I just text them or send them gifts or whatever. God isn't necessarily do. doing that, but he's definitely giving me people in my life that mm-hmm. show me him, that, yeah. um, help me see that, you know, he's seeking me, pursuing me. Um, and just like, I, I have him in my head again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like he's... And I haven't done anything other than share my concerns with people. Yeah, isn't that um, crazy? Of like, yeah, like I ha- my Bible's literally sat on my table for the past like two months. Yeah, and so and she's a pastor, no. 
and that's like a hard thing to say because it's like so important to have your own but i think it's also so important for other people to know that yeah i mean i i think that the lord's word is the first and foremost thing that we need to go to yeah um and i so believe that but i think that because that's something that we kind of hold to the standard we think if you're not doing that then obviously like you're just not a believer you know mm-hmm. you're not just all of that i heard this one joke in one a sermon from my old church back home talking about this one guy that was literally just like sitting there like lord speak to me like mm-hmm. tell me like what you want like where you want me blah blah, blah. and right. it's just like his bible sitting right there mm-hmm. and he's just like lord just like speak to me yeah just, i just talk to me and <laughs> the guy kept saying like your Bible's, like, right there. Yeah. Like, of how saying... Like, dude, he spoke a lot of words to you. Exactly. But it is being someone that's gone through depression. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I remember opening up my Bible and then reading it and being like, this doesn't make any freaking sense, yeah. and it actually pisses me off that I don't understand yeah. it, so why would I want to read this? Right. And it was more, I had nothing else to do, because when I was depressed, I was overseas when right. it started. But I remember when I got home, I literally would just, like, hold my hand on my Bible, because I was like... I can't open it. Like, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Yeah. So. I think it's okay to go through times like that. Yeah. And like I said, it's, when I say God is seeking me, it's it's not taking the work out of it. It doesn't mean that yeah. I feel like I don't need to read my Bible anymore. Yeah. It's just for me, one, like a good first step of, I'm feeling less like that is such an overwhelming yeah. thing right mm-hmm. now. Um, so that's good. Yeah. And to just be able to speak that truth of. Yeah. Because he is, and yeah, I like think... If, like, in the truth of, like, if I were to leave ministry, turn my back, he would be heartbroken. Right yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, I think just speaking that yeah. truth is huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm, like, saying this as, like, I'm thinking it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I put her totally on the like, spot. Like, <laughs> she just came up, she's like, so I need to talk about something, too. Yeah. Like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> Um, mine's, uh, mine's totally off the topic of it, but also brings it back to Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, Katie, and this is the first time Katie and I have talked about it, but my little sentence was millennials and then working the nine to five. Um, so, I'm 23, Katie's 26. Six. Um. Last year of the mid-20s, real <laughs> struggle, folks. It's coming in hot. Um. <laughs> She already had a core life crisis, so Last really, year. like, Talked okay. Talked about that on the last podcast. Okay. We did. You're right. Check it out. Um, but I just remember, like, you were the first person that we talked, I talked to about this, of millennials just really struggle with having that nine to five. And because we just see everybody doing everything that we want to do mm-hmm. and because of social media and because of all the different platforms that are there now. Mm-hmm. But I think... Um, we also see past generations kind of like held in these little work rooms when yeah. we know that there's so much more than that. And so trying to figure out that balance between literally traveling the world for our life, right. for our job in working in nine to five. But in like Katie, you're, you've been in ministry ever since you can remember. For me, I haven't necessarily always had like, I mean, I've had to secure jobs like throughout college or out of college um but I've traveled and like have had that desire in my heart but I've struggled with that idea of like 
do I just want to do it because it seems cool and mm-hmm. it's an Instagram worthy thing or right. is it actually something that the Lord's put on my heart? Um, so, but one thing that I, I don't, I'm going to look at my notes because, um, well, like just to like add, it's like that idea of like, if a tree's in the fall, falls in the forest, but no one hears it, mm-hmm. does it really fall? It's the same thing of like, if, um, you go to Paris but don't post a picture of it on Instagram. Did you really go to Paris? Yeah. It still freaking happened, people. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were still there. You still experienced that. Yeah. Is that where you're going for the experience? Or are you going, is that what you're, are you excited because you just get a post on Instagram and everyone thinks that you're, like, really cultured and... Exactly. Like, fun. Exactly. Um, but, so I just, I don't know why this idea came up that I wanted to talk about it on here. But I think it's more, um... And I, we talked, I've already, you're the, literally, did something drop from the sky? I literally feel like something just dropped. I think it was just like a droplet of water. I felt water, I feel water on the thing. So now uh, I'm terrified that the ceiling's gonna come crashing. Well, I feel like we'd see something. I know, but I definitely saw a drop of water go, or drop of something go right in front of my face. Maybe it was, um, just some built up water in the air. Maybe, because it's like right under the vent, so it could just be like yeah. the AC. Okay. Um,. But I think because you're the person that I talked to about this first, I've already said this to you, but I look at my mom for an example where she's, she was raised in that nine to five, um, generation of like, Mm -hmm. rather than having, I feel like there's like this progression of the man only worked and the woman stayed at home and now like both work, but still do the nine to five. And now there's the millennials of like. We can't be kept anywhere. <laughs> We're going to go and do everything. Don't hold us down. You say that I can't do this. But I will. <laughs> um, but my mom is such a great example of, like, we struggle with this idea of calling and having, like, the perfect job mm-hmm. when really you don't need to be in ministry and have, like, this... You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be, um, I don't know, a speaker. You don't need to be... Yeah, all these different things to um, actually speak Jesus and be Jesus to people. And my mom's a perfect example of it because she doesn't... She has, like, the least glorious job I've ever heard of, honestly. I mean, not, like... Not really. That's an exaggeration. But more... Um, she literally works with eggs. And I remember it was all, it's always been a joke. Like she loves chickens and she <laughs> loves like literally dressed up as a freaking cracked egg in third grade as a Halloween costume for me and like visiting me at home at school. It's just something she's always done, but she's always loved it and like always just put her whole entire heart into it. And I know she's not passionate about it. I know it's not like this thing of like the Lord has called me to like tell everybody about eggs and how to take care of them. But she's been, she's been faithful and literally just going to work every single day, doing her best in like making community there and not stopping when she gets home. Like there's so many things that she does, um, on top of being a mom. And so I just like, even remembering that of her ministry of being a mother, like still to this day, there's so many different things that she does, but she's still like, I can text her and say, mom, I'm crying right now. Can you answer the phone? Like. I'm going to need you. And she can still do that. Right. And literally stays up late listening to my podcast. Yes. She loved me, by the way. She loved, she loved Katie. So that she's oh back. Oh, my gosh. What's her mom's name? Suze. Suze. Shout out from Katie. Shout out. Too. You'll meet her. I, did she ever meet you yet? No. No, because they visited before you moved here. Okay. Um, 
but this past week, the sermon was about, um, it was so good. I've never heard anybody speak over this before, but of how there's two, um, two, uh, what's the word? I don't want to get this wrong, but like literally there's one entrance into heaven where you're either going to heaven or hell, but once you get through to heaven, then your works and how, what the Lord gave you is then tested. Mm. And, um, it's in, I'm not going to read through it, but like, just so people, if they're like confused and don't know what I'm talking about, there is scripture. Um, first Corinthians three, 10 through 15 talks about like building your foundation on Jesus. And then, your works and what he has called you to do, um, then like are tested in fire. And if like more, it just, this has always bothered me. Cause I'm like, why would he do that? Like why? Because there is grace. There is right. that. Like, I just got to heaven, God. Like, why are you testing what you right. gave me? But at the same time, he's literally saying, I gave you all of this. And now what yeah. did you do with it? <clears throat> and it's either way, like, you got you got into heaven, yeah. technically. So, like, your foundation is Christ. Right. But how this pastor put it, because it wasn't Rick. It was somebody else from Texas. Um, how he put it was, like, literally what you have left after all of those works are tested is what then you can bring into the kingdom and drop mm-hmm. to Jesus' feet of, like, this is what I did for you. Yeah. And is it those things where you just did it because you did it and you know, you went to church on Sundays and you actually like did believe in his grace and you did like tell maybe a few people or did you actually like every single day faithful Mm -hmm. in his call that he had for you? Um, and I think just, I actually want to look up this, um, scripture. Do you have something to say about it right now? Yeah. So like what it's reminding me of is like the parable. We talked about this in our life group last year stuff. Um, the parable, I don't know where it is in the Bible, of the guy, the business, like the business owner. Yeah. Um, I don't know, is it like 10 um, coins is the yeah. money to three different people and they each spend it and use it the same way. And so mm-hmm. one person goes out and like what invests it and does things to make more money. So he brings back more money. And then the other guy does some other things to bring back a little bit less money, but still more money than he was given. Mm-hmm. And then the last guy just goes and like buries it mm-hmm. and hides it for the time being until he like then needs to bring it back and it's just the same amount. And he's like, God, I got, or not God, and, but yeah. Really. And like surprisingly, like it's, it's always surprising the story of like, Oh, it always made, it's God so confused me. God doesn't want us to just, me. like, play it safe and just, like, hide what yeah. he's given us. Yeah. But, like, in the end, he, like, tells the guy, because it makes it seem like money's the issue, and the money is just, like, yeah. the... The the prize. Yeah, more. like, just, like... Or, like, uh, literally sharing Christ. I can't think of the word right now, but, like, just the symbol for what yeah. he's trying to say of, like... Yeah. He says to the guy, good job, good and faithful servant. Well done, yeah. Well done, that. good and faithful servant. And so, can you get it right, please? Like, like it. Listen, I'm just remembering myself. <laughs> really important thing that everyone knows, but whatever. Um, That's fine. You haven't read uh, the Bible in two months, so. <laughs> well done, good faithful sermon. And it's just that same thing of, like, God has given you all of this stuff, and so it's not like, a lot of times people will ask, well, like, well, if good works don't matter, then, like, why yes. would I, like, care if I sin? Like, why yeah. would I care if I don't do anything good? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to serve? Mm-hmm. Things like that. And it's like this, it's like, well, God has given you all of this stuff for yeah. a reason. He wants you to go and like multiply. Yeah. He wants you to go and use it for the better of his kingdom. Yeah. And if you're not going to do that, like you might still get into heaven, but is he going to say, well, well done, done good faithful servant. servant. Like, I think just the idea of thinking, yeah, your foundation is Christ, but are you going to have anything to give to him when you see him? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Oh my god. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so it's Ephesians 2, um, 8 through 10, where it says, You're saved by grace through faith, and this is not for yourself, it's God's gift. So that's mm-hmm. like the first step of getting yeah. into heaven. You're saved by grace. For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. So we are... No, we are not, um, our good works do not get us into heaven, but they were prepared ahead of time yeah. so that we could walk in them. And so walking in them is what we are called to do. And what this guy said, I loved because it was like that millennial nine to five, mm-hmm. we're all struggling. What's my vocation? What's my calling? And yeah. he was like, literally, we all have the same vocation. Yeah. Just share Jesus. Like, and literally just be like... One, I don't know if this is my, I think this was my wording, but of like literally just be freaking faithful, like yeah. be faithful in what you're doing mm-hmm. to where, like, I'm just going to keep going back to my mom where my mom was faithful and yeah. every single day went to her eight to four because it wasn't nine to five, it was eight to four, um, job, like, but still went there, shared Christ, like loved every single person that came into her path and then went home, served her family was in choir, literally had her own, like, little singing group. Like, just all these different things, and was just faithful. And I cannot tell you one person that doesn't love my mom. Mm -hmm. And it's not her. Like, she's just faithful. And um, then what he said was, like, our job is to be faithful, and God's job is to be fruitful. So, like, none of what my mom has done is from her it's from christ right and like that's all that matters so as a millennial like getting back to the thing of your vocation is literally all the same is to love christ and share his love with others Mm -hmm. and like be his kingdom um and bring his kingdom i guess so however the frick you do it it does not matter and if you have a job that you're stuck in those four walls and you hate it okay understandable may not want to be in a place you hate but at the same time like we do not need to be traveling the world or literally as i'm looking at this walking a bridge in the amazon like a picture on her wall um like we don't need to be having these instagram worthy things because that's not what life is about anyway um and i i don't necessarily believe that we have to have have that nine to four no but at the same time like how else have we have our parents and the generations before that gotten to give us the freedom yeah. and all that we have now. Right. Other than sitting at a desk and getting the freaking job done. Yeah. Like, they did it. Right. So we could be here. Right. Um, and, like, I just loved his thing. He literally, like, it's so funny. I wish I need to find you the video. He was just literally, he was like, faithful and faithful and faithful, faithful, faithful and faithful and faithful and faithful. He literally kept going. And he go, went around in a circle. And he's like, are you tired of me yet? Faithful and faithful and faithful is so funny. But it's literally, like, yeah, every single day you just wake up and you're like, okay, it sucks because today I'm depressed. It sucks because, like, I had three anxiety attacks yesterday, but, like, I have to be faithful in it and just know that the grace that I'm saved by is also the same grace that I want to share with others and I have to then do the works that he set for me. She just (laughs) dropped the mic. mic. Um, (laughs) But here's the mic back so you can... (laughs) Yeah, so like I just have like a couple different thoughts. Yes. I totally agree of like, like wherever you're at in life, like... God has you there for a reason and yeah. use it. And like nine to five is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and absolutely. But 
But, like, you also shouldn't... Like, I don't think you should work in a job that you hate for your whole no, life. No, absolutely like, not. your mom doesn't hate her job. No, she doesn't. Um, it, because God doesn't want that for you. But it's also, either. like, not the right. glorious, I'm going right. to post on Instagram. Well, and, like, that's the difference of, like, okay... If the reason you're miserable in your job is because you feel like you should be, like, making money off of Instagram because you're just, like, having fun and living life and you wish that was your life and had a million followers and, like... like but don't we all? So. Right, like, I mean, that might be my goal, but, like... Yeah, that's my... <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's really not. Ask Stephanie. I never post on Instagram. Uh, she doesn't. That's why I didn't <laughs> follow I her. Do, it's just... Yes, you do follow me. No, I didn't follow you oh, for the first few months of it our friendship. really rude. Um, I literally just post a story of my cat most of the time. Yes. Every couple days um (laughs) but like if that's why you're miserable in your job because you are envious of other people yeah feeling like that's what you need to be happy like that's just not truth um you know I mean I struggle with that like for sure I tell Steph I'm like I'm your typical millennial I hate having a nine-to-five job yeah like I hate that like restrictiveness and and there is things to be say like research often shows that like when you have more flexibility in your schedule at work oftentimes you're more productive and more effective and more loyal and which is things that they found from the our parents and generations before like right well like millennials coming in and and starting businesses and changing certain exactly yeah Um, but just not knowing like oh this actually does help if we get more breaks and you know bouncy chairs every generation has different things that they bring to the work workforce like yeah. like honestly we're really similar to like the baby boomers in the like 70s era of just mm-hmm. like oh like free life and like yeah go just live your life and have fun and it's okay to just live in a house or a tiny apartment with like 10 other people and yeah. just like whatever mm-hmm. whereas like our our stephanie and i's parents generation was like the business boom and like the stock market and like mm-hmm. technology really started coming along and mm-hmm. um, like I watched a documentary on Netflix. They have like a decade documentary, so I watched one on mm. the eighties mm. and they talk all about how like eighties and then the nineties it continued into was just like boom 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 like work all the time like mm. make money. This is what we value: the American dream, the big mm. house, the white picket fence, whatever. And so while that might have a great work ethic. What we learned from our parents' generation is, okay, you need to have the balance between work and home and family and um, living your life because are you working to live or do you live to work? You know, God doesn't call us to do that. He calls us to excellence in everything we do, but he also calls us to, like, relationship and community and being there for people and being there for our family and everything like that. So I just think it's really interesting. That's a whole other thing. I love history. And so... But I just love the documentary because it just shows, like, okay, so each generation learns something from the previous generation. Yeah. Honestly, just does kind of the opposite. Yeah. Of what the previous generation did because... Uh And we all think that we're right in how we did it. Right. Pastor Ron Ron from Cornerstone, he kind of talks about something similar in in the context of the church of how, like, each generation, the next... And I think this is how we got started talking about it when we first had the conversation in your car driving to L.A. (laughs) Oh, gosh. L.A. (laughs) Don't ever go. <laughs> you ever want to go seven miles? Make sure you have an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, uh, you can listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a few more. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's just always interesting as well. Um, but I think the main point of like what this guy was probably talking about and what, what we're talking about, like millennials struggle with this idea of like, if you're, if you're in a nine to five job, then you're stuck and you're yeah. like, not happy and you're not really living life. And that's not true. You're just living a different life, and you're living a life that still, like, can be 
so exciting and yeah. fun and adventurous and um or important. like your nine to five is still it's still a ministry even if it's not yeah, ministry like it can still be important like my gosh this i tell this all the time i'm a pastor but like stephanie is just as much in ministry as i am mm-hmm. like i might have to during the week like um deal with some stuff that she doesn't have to deal with because i'm in ministry or i might have to like write sermons yeah for kids because I'm a ministry and then yeah. Stephanie doesn't have to do that. But my gosh, Stephanie better still be working ministry just as hard, if not harder during the weeks mm-hmm. because she's working with people who aren't Christians. Mm-hmm. Like she better be working ministry just as hard, better be just as degraded an example and talking about Christ and, yeah. and doing it from a different in a different way. Yeah. But she's sure. just as much in ministry as I am. I've yeah. always said that. I'm, that's I think why I hate having the title pastor yeah (laughs) because i'm like i'm just like you Mm -hmm. this is just what i do during the week or what did that guy say of whenever we in santa monica when you were like i'm a pastor yeah what did he say he was just like well what that like you need to be the one leading the charge yeah it was just in regards to politics and policy and stuff no it just stripped again guys (laughs) look look you sure it's not your cat? Um, how would my cat literally come from the ceiling? Okay, she's amazing, but she's ah! not Spider-Man. She's not like that. She can't do cool stuff like that. Here's the thing is I'm going to put my bed over there if that's going to fall oh, down. that's true. Dang it. I wonder if you still have the air conditioning on so high. Maybe. I bet that's what it is. But it needs... The heat is rising. Like. Really? <laughs> I think that this is a good ending point for this. <laughs> Guys, just live your life and love Jesus. Live your life. Be faithful and faithful and faithful, 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 and faithful and faithful and faithful, faithful, faithful. It's gonna count as close, Zena. No. Yes. Never. Bye.